Hey, guess who's back? Yeah, it's D, live from the Batcave. I know it's been a while, but I've got a new episode for y'all. This one is the top 10 rap beefs. Yes, the top 10 rap feuds of all time. Now, this is probably going to be a heated discussion, so I'm, I'm looking forward to your feedback and to hear what you guys have to say. This was actually suggested by Miss Amy Woods. I got to give her a shout out, Miss Amy. She suggested that I do this, uh, this episode, this theme. So, shout outs to her. And now, we're going to get it in. Alright, let's get it started with number 10, which is the hip-hop community versus the Grammys. Yeah, you heard me right. The hip-hop community versus the Grammys. Now, when the very first Grammy was awarded, the winners, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, along with their fellow nominees, were nowhere to be found. The whole rap community all the rappers basically boycotted the Grammys that particular year because the category wasn't televised. So, you know, you're, you're getting recognition, but yet at the same time, you're pushed to the side. You know, your, your genre is minimized. Definitely. So I could see why they wouldn't want to participate in that. They probably found it to be, you know, a farce, more or less. Now, since then, the three decades since, we've had tons of rappers, you know, win best song song of the year, record of the year, even album of the year. Uh, I think uh, Kendrick Lamar won five or six. Lauryn Hill with the Miseducation won like eight. You know, uh those are Eminem's won countless. I mean, you know, so the Grammys have definitely came around to seeing things in, in rap's favor. So I guess rap, I guess hip hop won that particular battle. Now number nine was actually pretty easy. Um it's not surprising that Joe Budden is involved in beef, but the fact that he decided to come for Method Man was definitely a shock. So, it's, yeah, that's the number nine. Uh, Method Man versus Joe Budden. Now, Joe Budden has been on podcasts saying that he could outrhyme Method Man, and Method Man is, has been in... Things of that nature. Of course, Method Man didn't take kindly to that at all. And, you know, had a few choice words for him. I think it all stemmed from, uh, you know, like a top 50 MCs list or something like that. And Meth was higher than Joe Button would have liked, I guess. And so he called out Meth, said he's a better rapper, had a whole bunch of things to say. This one hasn't. You know, this this battle hasn't really, you know, it's probably still in its beginning stages. So we'll, 
I have to keep y'all posted on how this one goes out, how this outcome goes. I think it's probably right now, I would almost say a tie, except myself, I personally pick Method Man over Joe Button. So I'm going to give it to Meth early. Prematurely, I'm going to say it's Meth. Meth wins this battle. Now, number eight would be MC Pooh versus Too Short. I don't know how many people, you know, know this one. I don't know how many how many of you guys followed this particular feud, but MC Pooh was down with Too Short and his clique till he started complaining about royalties. Instead of handling things behind the scenes, Too Short and his crew members decided to make the legendary diss song, Get In Where You Fit In. Now, this song is like eight minutes long, and it's, you know, they say everything under the sun about MC Pooh. They just, they totally undress this man and take every shot possible at him. Pretty much ended his career, to be honest with you. You know, I don't, I haven't heard anybody mention Pooh in, you know, feels like centuries at this time. So, yeah, definitely got to give that one the short, short one that battle. Number seven, um, Cool Mo G, Cool Mo D, and Ladies Love Cool James. That's that battle. Now, Kumo D established himself with the Treacherous Three, and L.O. Cool J was a brash newcomer. Guess it was inevitable that these two would clash. Both took aim at each other on several songs, several singles. I know uh, How You Like Me Now, a lot of the lyrics to that, from you know, Kumo D's How You Like Me Now is uh, shots at L.L. And I think Jack the Ripper from LL's, you know, the I'm Bad, I know I'm going way back, but the I'm Bad uh, C tape, or as Bigger and Deffer, uh, Bigger and Bigger and Deffer, that CD had, or that tape had, that album, I should say, had uh, Jack the Ripper on it, which was pretty much him coming back at Cool Mo D. They, they did it for a while, for at least a couple years. I guess I would say LL wins this battle simply for the longevity of it. Like he kind of outlasted Kumo D. But Kumo D definitely got some quality shots in. There's no doubt about that. Now, number six. This was this to me is, is underrated. I, a lot of people don't talk about it, but it was a great battle. Feud. Beef. It is DJ Quick versus MC8. Now, in a battle for West Coast supremacy, DJ Quick and MC8 traded disses until Quick decided to take it to the next level. Now, in the song Dollars and Cents, Quick says eight's a fake gangster. Says how eight, you know, pissed himself when they when he was confronted by Quick. I think that's the one where he says, I left out the G because the G ain't in you. You left out the G because the G ain't in you, you know, because it's E-I-H-T-M-C-8. I mean, uh, DJ Quick just no holds barred. Like, he, you know, he really went at this guy. And, you know, 
after that one, I don't think eight had a lot to say, you know, he, he really, yeah. Uh, DJ quick, definitely, definitely won that battle. Thankfully, I, I've heard that they've made up, you know, that there's, everything's all good now. You know, I guess decades will do that for you, you know, getting old and, you know, having a different outlook, but thankfully, yeah, there, there's no more beef, but, but it was pretty heated there for a minute. It was pretty heated there for a minute. All right. Number five. I'm sure you saw it coming, right? Dre versus Easy e Now, Easy and Dre were both group mates. You know, in NWA, of course, Ice Cube left, citing money issues, and everything kind of started going left from there. You know, soon enough, Dre wants to leave and does. You know, starts, uh, what was it, Death Row with Suge Knight. That's a whole nother story, though. And immediately makes a disc record called uh, Dre Day. You know, where he's saying all kind of outlandish things about Easy. Easy, of course, has to come back at him with um, True Compton City G's, I think was the name of his song, where he was saying uh, Dre wasn't a gangster and Dre was just faking and, you know, they was doing it for the money and, you know, he was a fraud and. On and on and on and on. Um, sadly, though, Easy uh, contacted uh, the HIV, which led to AIDS, and he actually passed away. So they there's they didn't really get to settle their beef, you know, and that that's pretty sad because these were guys that actually had grew up together, you know, well, you know, had known each other, you know, and to kind of have that lingering, that's rough. But yeah, their, their beef was, was, was pretty legendary. It was pretty legendary. So yeah, Dre and Easy, they would be number five. Um, number four. This is a good one too. This is a good one too. I bet you didn't think of this, but yeah, uh, LL's on the list twice because now we got LL versus Cannabis. Now, this one's kind of well publicized, you know, how, uh, you know, Cannabis in the song 54321, LL Cool J song, you know, with DMX and Meth and Red Man and Cannabis, of course, that there was a verse that Cannabis, you know, well, Cannabis's verse is talking about, or was talking about admiring LL's uh, mic that's on his arm, and LL, for some reason, taking offense to that, and in his verse, you know, blasting it and talking about you know, don't ride nobody's jock and get off his mic and, you know, just all kinds of things. Cannabis took changed his verse, thought LL was going to change his verse, 
that didn't happen. Song gets released. Cannabis is upset. You know, feeling like the whole world's going to know that LL took shots at him. And it were, I don't know. It seemed to be just a beef that kind of grew out of control, actually. It really does. But, it you know, it led Cannabis to make probably, probably the number three best diss song I've ever heard. Where he just kind of went at LL, you know, as unbelievable as it may sound, ladies and gents, LL has a few flaws and had admitted to a few flaws in his book that he wrote, his his autobiography. And Cannabis kind of exploited that, went at him, showed no mercy. And actually, you know, his song is, you know, much better than LL's song. LL's response, you know, but once again, LL just kind of, you know, the longevity of it just kind of waited him out. He was the bigger star, you know, continued to be a superstar and cannabis just kind of floated away. But it sounds like uh, their beef has been settled also, which is good, you know, because we all getting older. Ain't no need to carry that kind of animosity for the rest of your life, you know. So I'm glad they, I'm glad they settled that. Which now will bring us to what the final three. But before we do that, before we do the final three, I gotta say a couple of um, honorable mentions. I know it's people out there want me to get at, uh, wanted me to list um the Eminem Nick Cannon thing they got going on. I can't put it I can't put them on the list. Nick Cannon's not a real rapper. Like he's not even he doesn't even he responds, you know, with a song, but he's not really he's not a rapper. So it's it's not even I I don't even really see them. I don't even see that the same way. So I can't even I can't even think about putting them on the list. Uh could have done um, Ice Cube and Cypher's Hill. They have a pretty well doc. They had a pretty well documented beef over the the Ice Cube song on the Friday soundtrack. Y'all could go look it up though. You know you could Google that. But that that was a pretty pretty crazy beef. Um, let me see. Can I think of any others? Um. Probably be a whole bunch of uh, 50 cent, you know, people 50 went at, which leads me to actually the third, all time third rap beef or uh, feud, if you want to call it that. It would have to be Ja Rule and 50 cent, of course. Few people didn't build their career off of beef like 50. That's just the truth of the matter. But he managed to take it to a whole nother level with Ja. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's just because it was personal or, or what it was, but he, he systematically shut Murder, Inc. down, you know, along with some other outside forces. But he, he you know, he shut their whole label down, He you know. 
Take shots at Ja, take shots at Ashanti, take shots at Irv, the other various people in Murder Inc. He he, he almost single handedly shut them down, put them out of business. I mean, he, you know, he really did. I've heard that, you know, Ja and Irv Gotti kind of coming out now saying there was reasons for that. And they, you know, they was kind of hush mouth and they wanted to say more and they wanted to do more. And I hear them, but. You know, I guess it just was no stopping that. There was no stopping that. It was it was almost God's will that 50 put that man's career to an end. Well, I mean, you know. So now we come down to the final two. And if this one was tough. This actually really was pretty tough. You know. They're, they're both obvious ones. It's just, it's flipping them. Who gets one, who gets two. So, I might surprise you guys a little bit, but my second all-time rap feud is going to be Biggie and Tupac. Now, ain't really much I need to say on this. You know, everybody know they had a contentious contentious relationship started out as friends from from all reports um you know it, was, it just seemed to I, I i've always wondered if it was truly legit though if tupac really had this this um this hate in his heart for biggie or was he kind of putting on you know what I mean? To sell records, to 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 kind of fuel this so-called beef, you know, because Biggie never came back and took any shots at him. It was it was it was really rather one-sided, but it just it shifted the whole country, though. Like it was like you know, you with Pac, you with Biggie. You know what I mean? Like people, it was really like that. Like. So just because of the enormity of it, you know, as as a beef, you know, song wise, it there's there's not much there. Pac did hit him up, you know. What I mean, he had some songs on Machiavelli, taking a couple shots, but it, it was really more of the outside, you know, when they're doing interviews or doing appearances or them kind of things. That's when the feud was really fueled and you know so you know we all know how that ended tragically for both of them they're my number two we're gonna just keep it moving number one now you should you should already know you should already know what number one is of course it's hova and nostradamus of course this was the biggest battle you know what I mean, between two MCs ever. You know what I mean? You could arguably say these guys is two top five guys going at it in a beef. We've never seen that. I mean, yeah, Biggie and Pac were both amazing, but it it was one-sided. Biggie didn't participate. This one, you had these guys going at each other. Hova made uh, uh, the takeover taking all kind of shots 
And it was like, wow, you know, that kind of shook the, shook the landscape. Like, whoa, this dude, this dude really is king of New York, right? He's really big bad. If he could come and take shots at this guy, you know, it was a lot of people was counting Nas out. It was it was a it was a thing. So then when Nas came with Ether, it was like shh. I mean, like everybody that was rolling with Hope, you could hear a pin drop. Cause it what could you say? Listen to the song again. I've heard people say, Oh, you know, Jay Jay won the battle, Jay this, Jay that. Man, Jay is a top five lyricist of all time. You know what I mean? He's it he gets every accolade. Look at his wife. You know, enough said. But not there's no way he beat Nas in that beef, in that that whole song, it reminds me of a big brother just kinda like telling a little bit, look, you know. I raised you. I'm I'm who put you. You know what I mean. I put you on. I gave you. I made you significant. You know, if you, if y'all think back, way back in reasonable doubt, Hope was throwing the firm. He's talking about the firm and this, that, and the firm. Everything he did with Foxy. And yeah, there's he did. It's, he wanted to be a part of the firm. He used Nas's name and stature to grow himself it's uh, we can't even you can't even deny that you know so for him to come back and because now he's quote unquote the top dog to try to admonish you know your your mentor come on man and and I know people have said, you know, and I, and, um, I think my big brother might be one of them who says, you know, it's he's shown his person. Jay Z keeps telling, showing us who he is, and that's a whole different story. I ain't gonna get into his to his personality, really. You know, that's a whole different thing. But to go at Nas, it was a little low. And now that I'm here, that's when I it, reportedly Nas's mom was passing away while while he did this. You know what I mean? And I don't know how many of y'all done lost somebody. I lo- I've i lost too many people in the last few years. That's another story we're not going to get into. But to be going through that, to be losing your mama, and you got this dude on the side taking shots at you, a dude that you helped make, a dude that you helped build up, to take them kind of shots, to take that liberty, that's that's deep, man. That's deep, man. So... And and then at the end of the day, after the battle is done, the guy who took shots at you now comes to you trying to put you on his label, Def Jam, trying to put you, oh my goodness, Nas won that battle. There's no doubt about it, hands down, come at me if you want to. You know what I mean? I'll leave the Twitter address or whatever need be, come at me, because it, it's hands down, Nas won. So, that's my list, you guys. Well, we reached the end of another episode. I want to thank Miss Amy Woods for the subject matter. Please, everybody, keep hitting up the voice recorder messaging. Leave me a message. Let me know if you got a theme for me or 
you know, how you feel about the show, what I could change, what I do well, you know, I'm all ears. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to my baby, Marie. Hope you had a wonderful day and an excellent birthday. Um, we definitely got some things coming. So, you know, be on the lookout. We probably have something special for Black History Month. Until then, you know, you guys be safe. Everybody, happy holidays or happy New Year's. And uh, you'll hear from me soon.